proclamation chilling tales told by old Nancy, the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. They are waiting, waiting for you now. Folks tonight that'll bring them plenty drinks. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, tell everyone to doubt their lights so we'll have it nice and dark. That's it. We want gloom and shadow for our cheery little tales. <laughs> I'll draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep. And soon you'll see a famous city that's far away across the sea. A city of Alexandria in Egypt. It's the town of the day you're going to see. Great cars and automobiles roll along the ancient streets. The chariots once passed. A chariot of Julius Caesar and Mark Antony. And the great queen Cleopatra. In a handsome modern building there. You see inside a room with a book-lined wall. And behind the desk, a young man sits. A young man who gazes into space with wild, haunted eyes. And so begins our story of the wedding gift. <laughs> the wedding gift! Do I awake to your attendees? I wasn't asleep. I was thinking... Completely lost in thought, apparently. Well, what do you want, Ahmed? Gentleman is called a jeweler. Jeweler? Oh, yes. Uh, gentleman. Yes, Attendee? You're coming to me, sir? Thank you. How are you, Mr. Elton, sir? Mr. Petrie. Find a bow over a bit, having the honor of Petrie's Limited calling on your personal to deliver his merchandise. <laughs> it's a sentimental rule I have. But when a customer of mine buys a wedding ring from my shop, I always take the cane with my own name. Oh, that's, that's very gracious of you, sir. Uh, not at all. Get your purchase, sir. All in line, get the orders. And my congratulations to both you and the ladies. Thank you. Yes, it's very nice. It's a beaut. Well, what's this you've engraved here, Mr. Petrie? Uh, what you ordered. Tomorrow's wedding date and to Irene from now, with all his love. I told you simply to put with love. Oh, that seemed to be too cold, Master. I uh, Oh, I guess you were right. I hear you agree. Boy, love, sounds like a me. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, have a drink. <laughs> uh, just a spot. Uh, uh, ah, that's just right. Now, Miss Hilton, may have a long and every merry life. I say, are you ill, sir? Your hands are trembling in there. Uh, I'm all right. You don't look it. Quiet. Listen. Mr. Petrie, Armand, do you hear the rustle of... Of a woman's dress? No, Sandy. How could it be this old woman here? Uh, it must be imagination. What on earth? Well, thank you for bringing the ring, Mr. Petrie, and your good wishes. I, I have work to do now, if you'll excuse me. Certainly, sir. Uh, good day, sir. Wait. Wait, both of you. Put in my hand. Yes? Is it right here on this table, as I talked to you? Yes, sir. Of course, you do. I don't imagine that, then. It isn't hallucination that my hand is sometimes governed by a will that's not my own. What are you talking about? Look. Sir? I just wrote this. But my brain didn't send the impulse that guided my fingers. My brain didn't conceive the words they wrote. They ain't words, sir. At least not words at ease. The writings in Greek are for her mother tongue. And this time they tell me... Oh, never mind. Ahmed, you're the Dr. Blaine. Bring him here at once. Tell him... Tell him if you like that you think I'm going mad. 
I resemble, in general type, the portraits of men who lived here in the age of Antony and, and Julius Caesar. Oh, no other way. Wait, let me finish. Those people believe that after a death, Osiris weighed each soul in his scales of truth and justice. If it had sinned, that soul was sent back to earth to progress through all the lower forms of life until at last it regained the shape of man. If their belief had basis, I may have lived here 2,000 years ago. I may have been promised to a woman who now comes from the world of shades to remind me of my vow. That's about the craziest speech I've ever listened to. I, uh, yes, I fancy it sounds rather mad. But there's another message I haven't told you about yet. The one that was written just before I sent for you, after Petrie brought Irene's wedding ring. The moment I saw the inscription he'd engraved on it without my order, I... I sensed a presence near me. A once familiar presence, it seemed, but it frightened me. And suddenly I became aware that I was writing, my fingers guided by the unseen hand. Let's see that last note. You won't be able to read it. It's in Greek. Her native tongue. Whose native tongue? I... I mean, I'll read it to you. It says, You swore an oath by the tomb at Pilak to love me through eternity. Tomb at Pilak? Pilak is the old name for Philae. It was revered as the burial place of the great green god, Osiris, lord of the netherworld, the invisible world of death. An oath by that tomb was the most sacred vow that ancient Egypt knew. You've permitted your imagination to run away with your mind. Your imagination has always been a failing of yours, even in your words. <laughs> you remember how you wanted to publish a wild theory about Cleopatra, that she deserted Mark Antony at the Battle of Actium and later engineered his suicide from motives of revenge? I think you declared she hated him because he'd caused the death of her real lover, whoever he was. Published, that thing would have ruined your scientific reputation. It didn't agree with written history, but somehow I knew. Just as you think you know something now. You're addicted to dreams, my boy. Now, I'm going to give you something that'll make you sleep until time for your wedding tomorrow. No, no. Yes. You're going to marry Irene tomorrow if I have to drag you to the altar. Afterwards, well, she's a thoughtful woman with sense who'll take care of you. Put these tablets on your tongue and swallow. They'll work fast. Get to bed, and I'll step around in the morning and see the two get to church by noon. For my wedding. Yes. Now, good night. Oh, you needn't come to the door with me. Good night. Oh, those, uh, whose handwriting did you say the script in those notes of yours resembled? You mentioned a papyrus 2,000 years old. The papyrus I mentioned bears the signature of the last of the Ptolemies, of a Greek who ruled Egypt, of Cleopatra. Cleopatra? Good Lord. The full truth is the reincarnation of either Peter or Anthony. Lie down on that couch and let's see. Good night. Nine o'clock. Fifteen hours until tomorrow noon. My wedding. And she wrote, You swore an oath by the tomb of Pilak to love me through eternity. Placing on my floor. It is thy wedding gift. My wedding gift? It's a mummy case. A mummy case with my portrait painted on the lid. It Why? is thy wedding gift. Who are you? Why do you keep your face covered with that, that robe? 
Uncover your face. Come to this nightlight so I can see you. I am the one whose tomb is at Pilak. Your face is green. The sacred color of... You are Osiris, Lord of the dead. And of the human spirit and everlasting life. Be not afraid. One dwells in my nether world of souls redeemed, to whom you swore a holy oath. I bring this wedding gift from her. Wilt thou accept it in the eternal love which thou didst promise to her? Nemrut. Nemrut? In thy blunted memory that name must strike a faint chord. It was thy name once. Nemrut. My name? Yes. A name that answered the call of hate and the call of love. Unfearful of the peril that awaited on either road. Because thou hast remained in thought a son of Egypt and of Egypt's gods. I will make the faint chord of thy memory sing loud and clear. Gaze into the past, O soul of Nemrut, as time turns back two thousand years. Thy Cleopatra is weary. Weary unto death. Why do you clap your hands? To summon musicians so my queen will be amused. Cease beating my palms together. The sound ever summons me from such annoyance. Yea, my queen. Stop calling me queen. How can one be truly queen who cannot command contentment? Thy Roman Antony has been away for many moons. If you think I pine for his return, then little do ye know me. But how little anyone doth know me. A queen is a being set apart. Oh, if I could only have some heartfelt passion to relieve this vile monotony. If I could but rarely love or hate somebody for a single moon. If I myself could be really loved or hated. Oh, why can nothing happen to me? One tiny, unexpected adventure that would give me pleasure and the joy or fear of living. Oh, Panicius, I am weary. Weary unto death. Vinicius, <gasps> an arrow. It cleaved my forehead by the merest finger blade. It is embedded in the tree behind my couch. The shaft still quivers. A token. Taraka. Come, all ye men at arms. Will you come, O Queen? I Come and see how well ye soldiers guard me from assassin's arrows. Look. O Queen, my life is forfeit. I shall claim it if ye bring not to my feet the man who aimed that arrow. See thy men to find him. Well out. Stop the gun! He must be killed in the wall! Bring him here alive! Alive, he tell me! I myself will have the joy to see him slowly die. <laughs> I have my adventure for me, sir. My queen, look! On the arrow sped at the side of the statue, and it has writing on it, you see. To Cleopatra's heart, I see this arrow with undying hate. Designed, Nimrod, son of Shebatok. He is the bandit, the rebel who has been stirring up revolt against thee and the Romans. If those gods of soldiers bring him not to me alive, I'll have them slain. Look, how deep his arrow into the tree. From a man who has the strength to draw a bow so well, 
Hate is a compliment worthy of a queen. I thought it had him. Look, they bring him duty. A whole score of them it takes. But they haven't passed. You cannot make it safe. A score of them, and he but one. We bring my prisoner, O queen, alive. So, name Lord son of Shabatok. Now thy hatred, like thine arrow, falls harmless and faint. To thy knees before thy queen, O oh, God. <laughs> and cast thine eyes upon my feet, not at my face. A subject and a traitor may not look upon his queen. I am not thy subject, Greek, nor am I a traitor. I am a patriot of Egypt, with righteous hatred in my heart for a puppet of Rome. Cast down thine eyes, I say. I look full upon thee, as kingly eagles gaze undazzled at the sound of down. Send his head. Put Let down his southern head. Let him be. <laughs> so, this nameless son of Shadowstalk is an eagle. Gaze then, eagle, full upon the sun. But beware it burn not out thine eyes. Well, speak out. Thou wert free enough with thy tongue before. Thou art beautiful. The eagle can be dazzled. He lowers his eyes. Only for a moment, so he may rest and gaze anew. What is thy pleasure, Queen, in the manner of this traitor's death? It is my pleasure that you go and leave him alone with me. Alone? He is unarmed, and I have no cause to fear him. No. The queen! Go on, all of ye! Away! Would know how I shall punish thee who meant to take my life? That does not matter. Say ye so? Felicus. Yes, my queen. Pour into yonder golden cup the vial of speedy poison ye carry always for my purpose. Yes, my queen. This cup shall be yours, nameless, when tomorrow's sun is swallowed by the Nile. Why dost thou suffer me to live so long? So thou shalt have thy fill of bathing at the sun. So thou shalt feel more of a chill when final darkness comes. And I would have a full adventure, Nameth. Thou gazest on me as though I were a woman, not a queen. As I have known thy haste, so I would know thy love. My love? I shall have thy love, Nameth, until tomorrow's sun has set. Then thy cup of poison shall not wait. The cost is worth the price. I shall have thy love, Cleopatra, until tomorrow's sun. Lies from thy knees and take me in my arms. Oh, how strong thou art. How warm that kisses. Oh, I am weary unto death no more. Poison wait undrained till Horus cast a million later suns beneath its sacred waters. My cup of poison hath become our pledge of love. Each evening, as the shadows lengthen, I raise it to my lips. And each evening, I strike it from my hand as I did the first cup so many suns ago. Oh, Nermit, son of Shadowcock, how good it is to know man's love for woman. My love eternal for Cleopatra. I, the woman. Not the queen. Thou hast sworn it by the most sacred oath of Egypt. By the tomb of Pelach, by the grave of green Osiris. Who someday will weigh our hearts in his scales of truth and justice. Our hearts will outweigh his feather name it. Aye, when death takes me and me, a myriad of sons will pass. Ere we shall live again upon this earth in human form. Eons will pass, and we shall be apart. But what a years when we have sworn a love eternal. 
And he could not be sad. In this life now, we have many years before us. Many of whom we have love. Who does even forgive me? Him, Mark Adams. Even he, my queen. And now, as before, I lift the cup. <laughs> and I prepare to strike, so often in our game. Make way! Make way for Mark of Centurion! Make way! I heard. Make way! Make way for Marcus Antonius! Anthony! He sent me no word of his life. No, I swear. He shall be the top of the earth. Eternity will destroy us. Make way! Make way for Marcus Antonius! Make way! Where art thou, my queen? Where art thou? No, Parker, my queen. In this cup I pledge thee love eternal. Minion! The cup of poison! Aye, for thee and Egypt. Dear Parker, at last I find thee. Who is this man who stands beside thee? I am a slave whom Egypt has condemned to death. <laughs> Thou hast potent poisons in thine Egypt, Queen. This dog was dead before his body struck the floor. What's this? As he gazed upon this slave, a tear rolled from thine eyes. Mine eyes have been dazzled. From too much gazing at the sun, great Antony. At the sun has set. Aye, the sun has set. But it shall rise again and shine forever. Thou hast gazed into the past, Nameless, son of Shabbatok. The forgotten chord in thy memory hath sung out loud and clear. I loved Cleopatra. She loved me. Aye. Thy Cleopatra hath lived her second life on earth and died her second death before thee. And in the scales of truth and justice, her heart weighed lighter than a feather. She sends this money case as a wedding gift. Wilt thou accept it, Nemrut? I accept gladly. We swore a love eternal. Another pretty bedtime story for you. <laughs> 